0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angela Rose and Ahanu.
1: All right, you're very, very welcome. My name is Ahanu, and unfortunately we don't have Gail Rose with us again today. She's been missing the last couple of weeks. She hasn't been 100% well, but today she has to comfort her daughter because her daughter had a tragedy in their near family, and uh, she had to go to, I think it was Wyoming, to take care of family things. So she's comforting her daughter right now. But I'm here speaking with Michael Cook, and we're gonna be talking about some really interesting things today. Some of those covering the area of listening and relationships and writing and all of that. But I want to start off coming from the point of view that I was born and reared in Holy Catholic Ireland. And you have come from the Presbyterian tradition. Now, let me just preface all of this by saying that many people around the world are under the impression that there's this huge divide between Catholics and Protestants. And it has been my experience that that's not the case at all. That it is more a monetary thing, actually. That, uh, for example, the United Kingdom was able to offer more incentives, more better hospitalization, better healthcare, better roads, better this, that, and the other, better defense, better policing, and all of that. So a lot of people made the choice to belong to the United Kingdom And it so happened that those people were Protestants, you see. So suddenly in the minds of the rest of the world, there was this big divide. Now, I know I'm oversimplifying all of this, but the reason I'm bringing that up by way of an introduction to you, Michael, is because that has been your upbringing. You've been Presbyterian, but I I do know that things have changed radically for you over the years. So can you go back in time to that Presbyterian time? And give us an idea of how it shaped your values and how it shaped your out your view of the
0: world. Well, the first thing I want to disclose is that it's it's not quite that simple for me either because I, I was in a split household. My okay. father was Catholic. Oh right. And my mother was very strong in her Presbyterian faith, right. and so she did not capitulate and agree to be uh, raise her children Catholic and therefore right. and did not agree to become a Catholic therefore. She was not allowed to be married in the Catholic Church. Okay. And this was a big issue because each religion demanded that the children be brought up in that religion. Well, the Presbyterians didn't demand that. Oh, well, certainly the Catholics uh, in, did. In, in, yeah, I, I yes. understand that, yes. yes but but yes, in, yes. at least in the, in the church I was in, Woodburn, Oregon, uh, yeah. that was not the case. Right. Okay. But in addition to that, um, my father's family, which was large, there were 11, right. uh, seven of whom lived in the small town that I grew up in, in mm. St. Paul, Oregon. So I had half of my family, um, extended family, as Catholics, and I was a lone pres- a Protestant Presbyterian in my, within my own extended family. Okay. So I was very aware of the differences, and it, but mostly just because that's what I was told, that there's, there's a, a huge difference. And, right. and then the freedom of religion basically boiled down to you could be Protestant or Catholic. You okay. Know, it took. It was a lot much much later in my life that I realized there were even other religions. Yes. 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 And.
1: Uh, but did it raise conflicts in the family as a young man, a young boy? You know, did you did you feel a kind of a, a split
0: in your own thinking? I, I didn't. No. I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't really resonate well with the Presbyterian philosophy either. You know okay. the, the whole, yeah. this whole philosophy of. Of Jesus on the cross and mm-hmm. and and we're born sinners and and yes. and if you don't believe this way you're doomed to hell yeah. that kind of thing that yeah. I just could not wrap my head around it and I didn't buy into it yes nor did I have a personal experience with Jesus as I heard other people talk about so right yeah. it was more I w- I just reached a point where I was glad to be rid of it when I left home and didn't have to go to please my mother to church and Sunday school every Sunday and and I then kind of just didn't think about it for a while. Well, I'm glad we're having this discussion
1: because you will know that we're, we're not into religions at all. And I only introduced that Catholic-Protestant thing by way, by way of an introduction, really, and to get to position it in terms of where we're coming from and especially where you're coming from. Mm. And so now, now that we're past that and you're, you're outside of the religious kind of indoctrination, mm. what happened then in terms of your outlook on life and whatever
0: belief systems might have come after that? Well, I, I didn't have a lot of belief systems. Um, I, I kind of just let go dormant the ones that were imposed upon me that I couldn't buy into anyway, yeah. the, the Christian philosophy. And and when I went to college, I got into studying and learning how to drink and learning how to chase women. Did and, you have to learn that? Yeah, of course. Everybody has to learn it.
1: <laughs> you mean learn well, to do it well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I practiced it. I okay. say I practiced it. Yes, And, and so I just... I just kind of let the the spiritual thing go, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, every once in a while I find myself in a slightly philosophical dis- conversation, and I would just say it's just it's beyond comprehension. Right, it's beyond comprehension. So okay. So then um, my next entry into contemplating things of a spiritual nature came um, came um, while I was in law school. So I was in my 25 26 24 25 26 age range and and um, had married at that time in my first year of law school and it was in California and uh, this was in the um, mid 60s and uh, I'd gone down there from Oregon believing that marijuana was a drug that only low lowlifes in, in uh, participated in to discover that at least half of my classmates in law school and some of the, some of the professors wow. were into, into it. And I, I uh, decided to try it, and it was a gateway for me. It, was, it gave me a different perception of things that jolt, jolted my, my brain and my way of thinking. Really?
1: Now, I've never tried it. Hmm. But I'm interested because so many people that we know tried it and they've said s- similar things and we're also hearing too that it's a um, marijuana a cure for cancer and maybe not a cure might i don't know so you know i don't want anybody to get the wrong impression but certainly helps relieve the symptoms or indeed some people are claiming cures from it but the gateway idea is very interesting mm-hmm. Can you explain
0: what you mean that by a gateway probably a better word it was it was a catalyst okay because i i Am a very linear, left-brain kind of orientation. Uh, uh, studied engineering in school in, in undergraduate. Went into law school. Very practical. Very practical left yeah. brain, and that is my yeah. dominant mode. But right. I, I, I have a, a more right-brain sensitivity and a more uh, inclusive, expansive part of me that that comes up from time to time. Right. And so, um, what what marijuana did was it it opened more of that that feminine, all-inclusive uh, kind of uh, awareness. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, mm. from there, you know, kind of the steps were I, I began to pay attention to the metaphysical materials. Um, okay. Uh, that was the time of Carlos Castaneda's books that, mm. that talked about uh, use of somewhat marijuana, but mostly Mostly peyote and and mescaline and the the altered consciousness and right. taking it into a deeper spirit experience, which was a spiritual experience, a, a mm-hmm. deep spiritual connection.
1: Was ayahuasca around
0: at that time? Or that yeah, it may have thing? been, but I didn't learn about ayahuasca until about ten years ago. Yeah, I seems. I mean, it may have been in
1: the 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 jungles for years and years and years, yeah, which I think is original. But it certainly hasn't come into mainstream in the last. Only in the last 10 or 15 yeah. years, I think. Yeah, because it certainly is a new thing to me. So do you feel that that was necessary? Like, w- would things not have evolved? Probably
0: would have been different, but, you know, it, yeah. it was what happened. Yes. And so I fl- it flowed from there, and it, it was it was Im- impactful. And right. uh, um, there was also the time of the book, uh, Ram Dass' Be Here Now. Yes, yes, yes. And, yes. and there, there was just kind of this this i don't know if it's a counterculture it was in ag- a growing awareness culture that mm-hmm. i began to be exposed to partially through uh, right. those 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 paths that you know when you mm-hmm. hang out with when you smoke pot and you hang out with people who smoke pot then you start getting their philosophies and what mm-hmm. they're into and and a lot of what was flowing out of that was was the consciousness that was being mm-hmm. you know, talked about in these books right so, I, I picked up on that. I did some psychedelics of various types, and those were further expanding yeah. my connection with, the, with the, the, the awareness and the consciousness yeah. and glimpsing of a spirit connection. Yeah. And, um, well,
1: do you know what I have to say?
0: It's really interesting that
1: you're revealing this to me because, you know, it's very hard to get away from judgments, even though we know that judgments are not necessarily the, the way to go, but we're, we've come from a judgment background. And when I first met you, I would never have thought that you would were into psychedelics at all, at any point in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an interesting how we make these perceptions.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I look pretty straight. And I, you do, uh, but yeah, you, I, you come not. across so balanced and have, so clear. I have, I have a straight haircut. You know. <laughs> was it always like that, or was no, no, it no, was it like a, mine at some? <laughs> I had a ponytail for a while. You did. Yeah. And a beard.
1: Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. God. Well, now look, you did mention to me that you were. Uh, you're you're a, not a specialist, perhaps, but you certainly have a lot of experience in relationships. Can you go into that a little bit and explain what, uh, what that's all about?
0: Well, it's all a continuum, you know. Okay. And, and, and I think that the, the, I'm going to close on this, this uh, mind-expanding experimental stuff because it reached a point where I decided to stop. Okay, and even though I had got to a point where I was using marijuana quite a bit I, I, I in, in at about age 32 in the, in the early 70s um, as I was I was finding uh, great comfort in the eastern philosophies and metaphysical philosophies and I determined that I needed to learn how to meditate and I was led to an Indian guru mm. and that, that op- I decided actually partly because he said don't I stopped smoking pot at that at, at that time and taking psychedelics and didn't for really thirty or thirty five years. Okay, a long time. Right. So, but that all of that kind of helped me prepare for doing better relationships. I'd had yeah, okay. I'd had one marriage that terminated because we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were young, didn't know how to handle problems. Sure. And it was it was frustrating. And then I had a period of, of of singlehood is, which is where I did a lot of my 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 introspective and in reading about spirit meditation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things beyond so right by the time I got to the next relationship I was better prepared
1: well now to put this in context in terms of a timeline you mentioned that you were in your thirties, in the 1970s, so yeah. that makes you 74. 74 in two weeks. You don't look it now, honestly. I don't. You I
0: think do. there's a mistake on my birth certificate. That's there the only must thing be. I guess. Yeah. Yes,
1: you must be because I have to say <laughs> you look great. Well, thanks. Yeah, you do too. You do, and I wonder—is it you know—is it anything to do with the way we've been brought up? Is it anything to do with our lifestyle? Is it something to do with that awareness
0: that you have of the continuum of life? The, that you're talking about who knows yeah i I got good genes right i eat well i take good care of my health and i think i've just i'm just blessed yeah yeah my 71 year old brother has about the same body i do and and is in as good a health as i am right and he's he doesn't he didn't do any of the things i did okay interesting Yeah. yeah so the relationship thing though has
1: obviously stood by you now you you have offered mediation services in the past. Do you think that that experience with your relationships has helped you to do that?
0: Yes, and vice versa. Um, I, I've had. I'm in my fifth long-term relationship, long-term committed relationship, two marriages and uh, two, four or five-year okay. terms. <laughs> That's not not the right word to use, but uh, yeah, time frames. And now I'm in. F- year 5 uh, or year 6 I think started year 6 with with Karen right and and in each there has been a lot of learning uh, usually around the conflict right or around the pain that caused that led to the termination and the learning both with dealing with that and in the termination process and in the healing afterwards and in the period of singledom in between and so it's hard to summarize it because it's been a continuum and, it, and mm. I, can, can it t- I can kind of tell you where I am now. Yes. But yeah. and that's probably more, I don't know if that's more interesting. Than yes, absolutely. There, but, yeah, but, but I do want you to bring
1: that up yeah. to the present day because obviously what you're doing now is very important for our listeners and for our viewers. Because you do have, uh, and one of the things is the reasons, it's how we actually met is because you are into a kind of a spiritual awareness type of a methodology and thinking so it has us, been but, for
0: a long time yeah, yeah, yeah so I tell think, us how that okay. happened okay so the the spiritual awareness thing yes. well, well I, I gave you a, a part of it you know yeah. that i i've i've i kind of flowed into not thinking about it and then being introduced to the metaphysical and mm-hmm. and and eastern in my in in the in this in the 70s and um that included 12 years with an indian guru who from whom i learned how to be a, meditate and be within and to be in a in a focused devotional state okay and then a bit of time with a, a romp Ramth, uh, with Ramtha who's a who's a, a channeled entity mm-hmm. who, t- who talked about going deeper and then i kind of rejected him after a while mm-hmm. and got to a point where where the and, and uh, during this time doing a lot of reading I read a, a lot of books about mm. people's experiences with 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 uh, connecting with spirit yes uh, meditations out-of-body experiences channeling okay. and listening to various stories and approaches and mm. <clears throat> at this point and and for some time now my, my most important book and uh, vehicle of learning is Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth which is you know it's now six seven eight years ago. I, still I just as valid though. Still just as valid, yeah. and and it was it it, it brought a very simple uh, orientation to my philosophy, which is that um, I'm I am a spirit in a human body. People a lot of people have said that I realize yeah. that, and that my purpose here is to is to do learning. And part of that learning is to learn about acceptance of what is, Mm, mm, mm. uh, which is huge. Acceptance of what's is because we absolutely cannot change it. We can affect the future by what we do and what we think, but we cannot change what is in the present. But that's a wonderful realization. It
1: is. Because, I mean, you mentioned about your upbringing and how you've accepted all that. A lot of people are going through life with these memories of their childhood but they're bringing it forward into the now and it's affecting their future in terms of saying, I wish that didn't happen or, you know, I wish my parents were better or I wish my father wasn't an alcoholic or my mother, w- whatever, you know, and, or, and that I wasn't abused and that this didn't happen. And they're, so they're dragging all this stuff continually right. forward. You're saying that you've been able to, to release that and been able to let that go. I
0: don't have a lot of regret. Or, or, or a lot of I wish I hadn't done that because like it just doesn't make any difference. Yes, yes. And I was in a group discussion one time where this guy said something very profound. He said, "I've given up the desire to have a perfect past." Oh, You know, wow, and it's it, well, it's so simple, but it's true. I cannot change the past. That's so, beautiful. So here I am, and uh, in yeah. the present, and and you know, struggling at times to yeah. to uh, to uh, wish it had been different. You know, you right. know that I injured my. My hand yeah. six six weeks ago with a power tool, and I sure wished that hadn't happened. Right, but not very long. I got into the acceptance of it and the, the dealing with life moving forward from that. And that was a frightening experience, I have to say. I mean, you basically took the tips off your yeah. your two
1: yeah, fingers, yeah. And, and they're and they're healing nicely. Yeah, they are. Yeah, astonishing because I thought they would have been quite shorter than the others. Yeah.
0: Well, they're you know it's it's a little bit, but not much. Yeah,
1: yeah, and in. Looking at that now from a, from the philosophical perspective that you have learned and mm-hmm. you use, what do you think that was all
0: about? I have yet to figure it out, but okay. this is what I do know. Yeah. that I've had enough experiences in life to know that it's not random motion. I've, I have had experiences of being guided to certain people that led to a relationship, mm-hmm. or led to a business situation, or led to a job. Right. I have Watched in situations where I missed death by just that far, you know, and I think oh You know it just wasn't my time to go sure so when this happened I had you know at first it was an oh no I'm not ever going to be able to play the guitar again, yeah. and I think it will but but you know very quickly All right, this is the, this is it yeah. get to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. you know get the surgery get it done yeah. and just start living from this point Because there had to be some purpose. Yes. I don't know what it is Yeah. particular, but I do have noticed that since I've been working with power tools since that time, six weeks ago, I've been a whole lot more careful. I'm really paying attention to where my hands are and what those whirling things are doing. Uh Because I I don't want anything else to happen. Yeah, Yeah. Part of it is I don't have quite as the dexterity yet, so I need to be careful. But
1: But a lot of times we never know what the deeper meaning is. No. Yeah. But accept that in some way we're guided. I mean perhaps it saved you from another accident somewhere else who knows. I mean
0: but yeah. the, the, I also don't really I don't really need to know. Yeah. I ju- it yeah. just is and life goes forward. Yeah. And part of that so part of that is is in this this philosophy that I've adopted of yeah. accept what is right. because you can't change it. Yes. Now I can envision about these fingers healing well. Mm. I can envision about the whole division of the joy I'm going to feel when I start playing guitar again. And, you know, that all has some effect on the healing sure. and, and what's going to happen. But yes. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let us
1: remind our listeners and our viewers that we're speaking with Michael Cook and we're talking about philosophy in general your your background and your upbringing and how all that has led you to the here and now and what's going on in your life now in terms of your ability to be able to understand what's going on in in the bigger picture how that whole relationship the relationships of your past have helped you to understand mm. the the ones that are going on right now but also We're going to take, of necessity, which we we usually do and we have to do, a quick little commercial break right here. And when we come back, I want to talk to you, Michael, about your writing because it's something that we've been involved in with you and also I have a little snippet of information for people when we come back right after this.
2: Hi, I'm Angale Rosa Grady, and I'm here to talk to you tonight about the work that I've done for the past 20 years, being a reader of the Akashic Records, predominantly. I've evolved to this work through many years of meditation and uh, being taken to other worlds and found that we all have a library in spirit that contains our soul's journey through all of our lifetimes on this planet and others. Through my work, I enjoy helping other people find their soul purpose, look at their spirit, help them through their challenges, understand their relationships, and guide them to fulfill their highest soul purpose. I've written two books on this subject, one's called The Time of Change, and those were predominantly group sessions that we did when people had bigger spiritual questions for the problems in their lives, such as uh, what about the financial collapse? What about uh, 2012? What about healing? What happens when people commit suicide? Things like this that became the basis for uh, group sessions that began in 2009 and continue to this day. The first book, A Time of Change, deals with questions that happened before 2012 and some leading into what would happen after and the second book The Nature of Reality deals with questions people asked about consciousness, what is God, what's the origin of creation, what, is, what about time and dimensions, what about dreams, why do we dream, and love and miracles and topics such as that. I'm also a personal Akashic Record Consultant And I'm also a business consultant through the Akashic Records. I feel these ways of going into the records and helping people in their personal lives and in their business adds an extra extra sacred dimension to their life here. If you're interested in seeing more about my work, you can go to angaelrose.com or worldofempowerment.com. This book is Hanu's true story about the loss of his first child, his pain and his struggle with grief and guilt, and the coming to terms with his loss. It forms the foundation of his entire philosophy of life and is a superb grounding in the growth of spiritual awareness. It's truly an epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to the new world of love and forgiveness. Buy it. It is life-changing.
1: Okay, welcome back. All right. My name is Ahanu and I'm speaking with Michael Cook. Michael Cook, in the earlier section, we've been speaking about his background and the philosophies that he has come up with and where it has allowed you now to be who you are in the in the here and now, very present, very coherent, very aware the, of the, the whole idea of being a spirit in a human body. Now, one of the things that I know about you that you failed to mention was that you're very experienced in a lot of things and we do want to talk about the writing but before we do, you were a, a builder of everything from
0: instruments to houses. Give us some little idea what that's about. Well it's a form of expression and, and, and I find a lot of uh, meditative experience in it. Okay. Um, uh, my dad was a, was a small-time home builder, worked on the job, Mm. uh himself uh, was the contractor, but he, he taught me how to use tools early on because he had learned how to use tools from his father early on. Okay. So six or seven I started working with buzzing and mm. whirling things. Right. What like, would he
1: say now if he knew about your
0: fingers? He'd say, Well, shit happens, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it does. Watch where you put your hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you Pay know attention. Yes. <laughs> now you're paying more attention. Yeah. 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 Um so what I learned from him, probably one of the most important things, was uh, not quite along the line of building, but he was a fixer. If something was wrong, the toaster, the iron, whatever it was, he'd open it up on a kitchen table and, and with confidence, that he could he could figure it out. Okay. That was when things were simpler. I, I yes. you know, you can't quite do that so much now. But I I have that confidence that if there is a problem, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a situation that's that's building or a relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is possible if you give it attention okay. and, and understand it and, and open it up and look at it, whether it's yeah. figuratively with uh, physical things yeah. or, uh, I mean, figuratively with relationships or literal with physical things, you can usually figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or we've got Google, you can Google, and somebody will tell you what to do. But, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they can't do that with relationships, stuff. You can, too. <laughs> there are tips on Google about relationships. Oh, as well. there are. <laughs> But I, okay. I so I learned I learned that and I have really enjoyed through my life and on, at in certain segments of time mm. focusing on building things. Houses are f- fantastic because mm. they are like a slow manifestation yes. process. you have the vision of the house, yeah. and you then the land, and you envision it building there, and then yeah. you get the plans, and then you get the parts, and you put them together. One yeah. by one, yeah. you build a, a house one board at a time. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's, fantastic. I do know
1: from my own experience, it is a fantastic. It's fantastic. Thing. Right? I haven't built one from the ground up, but I have done huge restoration, major restorations, mm-hmm. including roofs and everything, doors and windows, floors, the whole lot. But I have to say, it is a very satisfying thing because yeah. you feel that the vision, you feel it coming into creation.
0: Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the day, usually you have more done than you than at the beginning of the day. You know, if you don't, then you've had a bad day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or if you have to do something over. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. learn. Yeah.
1: But so now it's an interesting thing, though, that you would see that the correlation between building, in a sense, and Building your life because that's what you've been doing. You know, you've been taking these experiences and growing and well, building. that's true. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't
0: quite think about it that way. Yeah, but I but I did learn those skills, and I and I've I've done a fair amount of, of remodeling. Usually, when I buy a house to live in, mm-hmm. I I fix it up, and it's better than when I left. Yes. But it is a, a process that I like, and it what I guess one reason is it's a nice combination of mental and physical. Yeah. There's a lot of thinking and planning and strategizing, and then then you do it. Yes. And if you run into a problem, then there's more analysis and thinking, and mm-hmm. what are the mm-hmm. options? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've it's kind of to segue into the spiritual experience, what I have what I have learned is that if I have a problem, a situation, I don't know how to do this, I don't know what the next step is, I've got, I don't know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. If I spend, if I just relax and spend a little time, and oftentimes it takes a night's sleep, I very often wake up in the morning with the answer. And is so I have great trust for yeah. whatever is my internal, outside of the body, whatever it is, experience. Do you think We're that's process. coming from that gateway experience you had
1: or from the meditation?
0: It's not coming what? from either. I think that those 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 practices help me be more receptive to it. Okay. You know? And uh, is that a quality, Michael, do you think, that everybody has but perhaps is not aware of it? I think everybody has... Their own degree of it, yes, okay. and and, and, a, and a big piece of it is being willing to pay attention to it and listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. take a little bit of a side here because some one thing that has been really important is part of my own solo spiritual practice. You know, I, if I say I have a sp- solo a, a spiritual practice, it is that I journal. Okay, I journal and periodically every week two weeks sometimes a little bit longer and in after i kind of do my diary of what's been happening somewhat writing down the things i'm facing i then invite spirit to write to me with with my mm. my invocation is and now i ask spirit and my divine inner guidance for input and guidance for these times and issues wow. and then they write to me in the third person okay or is it the second person anyway they say Dear, dearest michael yeah. it's always dearest michael yeah. and they go from there so, it, it's, I'm not in a trance, sure. but it's thoughts that come in, and I've, I've been doing this for 30 years, probably. And it's not automatic writing. It's yet. not automatic writing, but it's it, it's thoughts that come in, and I just write them down.
1: I could now stop I'm, it. I'm, I could I'm glad that you brought this up, because, as I mentioned before the break, that I, I do want to talk to you about this writing, because two reasons. First of all, because we are recently uh, pub- new publishers, actually, and um, we we're really excited about this venture that we're in the publishing business but also we are uh, we've been promoting a a product that Angel Rose created a couple of years ago it's a home study course called journal your way to a happy life and it's Mm -hmm. about how to journal because Mm -hmm. you know you you'd lost very quickly and lightly over journaling but there is actually a little bit of a technique to it and you've just put your finger on one of those wonderful techniques where you allow the freedom of yourself Mm -hmm. to come onto the paper and that's an amazing thing because we have found that real insights can come out of that absolutely so let's now talk about writing okay okay you've used that to great effect obviously. Is there a book coming out of you do you think from your journaling?
0: Possible, uh, you know I, I have a, a box of journals, a oh. big box of journals and yeah. I'm thinking well th- that's the book it's already there I just need to put <laughs> it together. You know? Okay yeah maybe there's ten books. Yeah yeah <laughs> um, but it would be you know biograph- autobiographical kind okay, of thing yeah. but a lot of lessons in it. Okay. So let me just say a little bit more about my my journaling experience because it does segue into this writing group that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what I have found is that my key to receiving the guidance is to just flow with it and write down whatever comes into my mind. Now, there's a discernment that has to happen there because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in my mind all the time. I kind of assume that's true for everybody. Voices, shoulds, shoulds shouldn't, judgment... Of myself, of others, so it's there's a trick in in discerning what is really guidance is coming through, and what's just mind chatter, yes, or self-destructive stuff, right? Yes. So I have. I don't even know how I did it, but I, but I now when I'm doing the journaling and I and I give that invocation and that invita- invitation, I just I just trust that whatever comes into my brain is what I'm supposed to write. Okay, and so I, you're taking the
1: judgment out of it, yeah. and you're also taking out of it whether this is good writing or not. Whether yeah yeah, yeah you're not making corrections as you go. No, in no. A sense.
0: And when I go back and read it, it's flawless. There's it's it's, it's good sentences. It's creative expression. It's not scratched out and started over, you yes, know. Yeah. So would you say that that is spirit flowing through you
1: and the pen onto the paper? You know, when you say it's flawless, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know where it comes from. I could, right. I could say it's, I could get into the external and I'm being guided by an angel or something. Mm-hmm. I could just say it's part of my subconscious. I don't know. it Doesn't matter to me. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's wise. I take it down. I take it. Write yeah. it down. And when I reread it, it's. It's not directive, mm-hmm. it's gentle, mm-hmm. it's kind, it's mm-hmm. kind of like if there's a decision and a choice point, Michael, it doesn't matter what your choice is, yeah, because if it's the wrong choice, it will be self-correcting. So just make a choice. We've been
1: helping people for years about getting to that inner issues, the core things that are motivating them, You know, the reasons why they do what they do or whatever or the reasons why something might have happened in their life, whether it's a divorce or a death or whatever. In other words, we believe that writing about it can actually isolate what is the underlying issue. You know, whether it's anger or jealousy or envy or whatever it is, but at least once it's out in the open, you can then look, you can then make a decision Mm -hmm. about it. As you said about the past, you can say, well, that's something has come from my past. I'm prepared to let it go now, or I'm going to work towards Forgiving it or... or making it. a change as oh, we yeah. yeah, yeah. But the fact is, though, that if you don't write about it, it's very hard to get at it.
0: Well, I think it has to be expressed. I think now and then that's kind of where the, the med- mediation comes in, is that what I've learned is if people can express what it is that's blocked inside, yeah. it opens them to letting it go and moving on. Okay. And I think for me that writing does that as well. It's by my own my own self-guided experience of releasing through expression. Right.
1: Now, I'm going to introduce to our audience what Michael does in terms of this little writing group that he mentioned. And the surprise that I have for you is that, unknown to Michael, I actually read in another little session three stories that I wrote inspired by Michael's technique, as it were. And what his technique is really, he comes into the group with a little one-liner, some prompt. little a prompt. statement. A, a prompt. You a call prompt. it a prompt, yeah. yeah. And then I know that when the group hears the prompt for the first time, you're saying like, what can I do with that? You know, what am, How do I begin with this? But the moment you let go and start writing, it's like as if a story Forms, isn't that what happens? Can you explain that process? Describe to our listeners and our viewers what what you actually do, because I call it magic.
0: Seriously, <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. Well, background. I've been doing this, this this exercise in a writers' group in Mexico, where I go have been going for ten or ten or twenty years, and so I've been doing it for six or seven or eight weeks a year for that many years and that's why I'm very um, confident in the process and basically uh, what you said I come with a prompt and and I say we're gonna write for 45 minutes and here's the prompt and then uh, I'll give you a a heads up at 40 at 40 minutes so you can kinda wrap it up and we write and my experience with it is just that similar to when I write uh, in response to my my guides and my journal, I just write whatever comes into my head, and I don't I don't I don't edit it I don't judge it I just start writing and it starts to unfold into a story that I have no idea where it's going or how it's going to end but it always does yes it, it does. always does and you've had the same experience I know and I find it amazing that you know if you uh, I, I did
1: attend at one point in time um, some kind of a structured writing thing all oh, back in my twenties. And I always remember them saying that, you know, any story must have a beginning, a middle and an end. And in a way, I was coming to the writing group with this kind of preconceived idea that, you know, I must have a a beginning, a middle and an end. But yet in the group, the way you have, have it, this prompt, it's like as if that goes out the window, the beginning, middle and end thing. It actually happens automatically that there is a beginning, a middle and an end.
0: I'm glad you have that experience. Yeah, you know, we haven't really talked about your experience with it, other than you're sharing your stories. Yeah, we end we finished the group by yeah. everybody reading their stories to the others for for comments. So yeah, that's yeah. how we know what other people have written. Yeah, but but you're you you have done some amazing stories. So yeah, I know there, you're getting it. You're you're doing it. Well, somewhere I too. I love early.
1: it. I absolutely love it because it's. It's like journaling, it's it's the journaling thing because when you read those stories back and when you look into what you wrote or even if you just relax into that stream of consciousness that makes the story, it gives you insights actually about yourself and what's going on in your life even though that's not what you intended. You don't set out with that in mind and neither do you set out with a structure that I'm going to have the beginning, middle and end and I'm going to have chapter one and chapter that.
0: None of that enters into it. So yeah. the so the curiosity I have, and I think maybe you do too, is where does that come from?
1: Yeah. Where does
0: that story yeah. come from? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but it's yeah. it's you know it's, I have the same confidence that it's going to happen every week because yeah. I have doubts when I go in there. Sure. Uh, and uh, I, I don't choose to prompt until I get there, so I don't have a chance for my mind to I know I admire to, that to, to practice because you could be driving to the group and you're saying, <laughs> okay, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what my story yeah, is going yeah, to be. exactly. Yeah. Yeah but but just have the confidence that it's, it's going to flow just, just the same as yeah. i have the confidence that when i invite my guides they are going to speak to me yeah. or when i have a problem with with the string i'm trying to fix yes that i'm going to wake up in the morning with the yes. solution i think it is it's a lot of the same process and the same uh conviction that yeah. i guess the way i put it um i believe i am divinely guided at all times by some combination of myself and a and, and a consciousness that's greater than me. and I But isn't that the case with everybody, but
1: they don't all realize it?
0: I, I have no idea of other people's experiences except what they share no, with me, I, and some do. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some talk about that. Yeah. Now,
1: I think there's a beautiful takeaway here for, for people who are listening and viewing it. And it has been my experience that many people would pay thousands of dollars for some kind of a writing course, or... get their book down on paper you know some kind of guidance and help and instruction and in that short 45 minutes with Michael Cook you actually overcome all those objections and all those obstacles and you get the material down you get the people writing their material down with no writer's block
0: I take no responsibility or credit for it whatsoever. I just come You're there with the a prompt, you prompt, and, I, and I, I guess I help create an environment and, you and do. Give, give the permission. And the the writers that yeah. come in contribute. You all do, and it, it yeah. happens magically for everybody. Yeah. But what I love is, and I asked you earlier, you know, is there a book in you?
1: And sure enough, there must be ten now, from what you've said about all the journaling that you've done. But I also believe that there's a book in everybody, mm-hmm. and. Even if you take the takeaway from today is, okay, I'm just going to give myself a prompt and I'm going to start writing. And then after 45 minutes, I'll read it back and see what happens. You might already have created chapter one.
0: Or the complete story. Or you, the complete story. You, you think about it. You know, we yeah. we write for forty-five minutes, and we have maybe you know a page and a half, two pages, three at the most. Yeah. And it's it's it it's all it's all completed in and of itself. It could be expanded upon. Yes. But still, the story is there. Yes. The story yes, yes. is there. I want you to comment, Michael, about uh,
1: handwriting with a pen mm. or using a computer. Mm. Is there any difference in your experience?
0: Well, I've been writing with it on the computer for quite some time and I like that because then it's there and it's captured and then I can store it. And right. and and then when I when I screwed my hand up here I, I wrote one time with a pen mm-hmm. and I found out I wrote more. So it's ah, actually faster. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. but the, but the, I think the result was was pretty much the same. So right. yeah. I'm yeah. comfortable writing on a computer, I do it all the time and yes. I type, you know, yeah. the, the, learned in sophomore in high school how to type and stayed sure. with me so yeah. it's faster yeah, but. Yeah. I found
1: and it's only my experience mm-hmm. that because I use computers all day every day too and I, I, I have believed up to now that like you that it was faster to type but in your class I've chosen to come in with the pad and mm-hmm. the paper mm-hmm. and I found it very interesting it was different mm-hmm. than if I was writing on the mm-hmm. computer mm-hmm. I found it more expressive somehow i think it could be yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's like as if i don't know like the creativity was coming down your arm or Mm -hmm. you know i I mean i mentioned automatic writing and maybe that's there's a different idea behind that but in a sense it felt as if it was Mm -hmm. you know your your story was
0: Flowing out of you. Well, it's interesting Good, you bring that up because when I journal, I do handwrite in a in a spiral notebook. Okay. And yeah. so uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think probably a lot of ways I do feel. Well, I do, certainly do feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. With pen yeah. writing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And you know, in this day and age, because everything is mobile phones and computers and stuff, my handwriting has gone is atrocious yeah. from what it was when I was in school. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So when the first time really that I've used the handwriting is in your little writing group, and I found myself. Oh, my God, I could hardly read my own writing. Yeah. It, was so, it was so bad. But in that couple of weeks, it has improved oh, tremendously. Okay, yeah. It's like as if that old flow was coming yeah. back, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. God. Now, we are going to have to come to a close here very, very shortly. But before we do, I want, if, if it's okay with you, Michael, that people, if they wanted to contact you, can you do that? Sure. Do you, do yeah. you mind if people no, were no, to no. email you or something? Yeah. yeah. Or do you have a website?
0: don't have a website i can i can give a a a, a, uh an email email address address. yeah go ahead okay it's my full name michael ray cook and that's a k-o-c-h cook so it's michael m-i-c-h-a-e-l-r-a-y-k-o-c-h at aol.com at aol.com i'm I'm one of the few people i know who still use aol but i like it i haven't heard aol in a
1: long time
0: (laughs) Okay, Michael it's been an absolute pleasure having you with
1: us and I know and I do believe that people will benefit from listening to your, your story and your guidance about writing and journaling and mediation and
0: relationship and your whole
1: life story
0: Well maybe another time we can talk on mediation because so that's the whole chapter Sure it is, yeah, yes. sure it's, it is And yeah. It's yeah. beneficial yeah. yeah, super
1: From myself Ahanu and from Angel Rose and from Michael Cook Till the next time Thank you
0: you have been listening to Angela Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.